Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Hey, I have got a quick question for you before we get too far into this episode. Do you think flirting is like totally weird, awkward? You feel just totally dumb when you're doing it. When you think of flirting, is the whole thing just making you cringe? Well, I have something to share with you. From September 28th to October 2nd, I am going to be hosting my first free five-day challenge. It's called the Flirt Accelerator. And I want you to consider this your personal invite. This is This is going to be really fun. It's free when you sign up and join me for this go around. It's made to really kick you in the butt. That's why it's called the accelerator. And you're going to learn how to ramp up your sex appeal and feminine flair. And I know what you're thinking, Kim, I'm just too shy. I don't know how to do it. I don't want to look like one of those hopeless women who just flirts with anybody, but don't worry. I have got you. I'm going to teach you how to bring out your best most authentic and sexy self while also not looking desperate. So check it out in the show notes, sign up for free, and I will see you September 28th for our first lesson together. Can't wait. Are you feeling like all first dates are kind of boring? I mean, what if you had more control over the situation and actually created amazing dates filled with chemistry and desire? Yeah, that sounds really easy, right? But that doesn't always happen. I mean, many people complain that conversations get so boring on dates and when they're meeting somebody for the first time. And so many of my clients tell me that their dates often fall into one or two categories. Ones that they are physically attracted to, but flawed somehow, or ones that are just quote unquote nice. But There's just no chemistry. So there's this client who repeatedly wrestled with this issue, and this conundrum commonly led to relationships with struggling musicians and artist type of guys that ended up with her, and then she was like financially supporting them, basically. This was not what she wanted for a long-term relationship, although the chemistry was there and she was super attracted to them. She wasn't attracted to the lifestyle. And then she left each of those situations feeling kind of used and unappreciated. Then she met a really nice guy who had everything that she wanted in a man. He had stability, loyalty. He was kind of funny and charming and cute, but she just wasn't physically attracted to him. And she didn't really know why. And she didn't want to be shallow, but she could not imagine spending the rest of her life with someone with whom she was not physically attracted to. So does she pass? on her dream man because she's not physically attracted to him initially, or, you know, does, does she just 
deal with it and say, you know what, if I want a nice guy, I'm just not going to be attracted to him. Well, the answer is neither, to be honest, and it's not that easy. It's a common challenge I hear a lot of people face. And then I'll hear my male clients complain that women only like bad boys. And my women clients complain that men only like bitches. So, (laughs) you know, many people claim to not have chemistry with single people they meet. But I do believe And I know this is true, that there are some things you can do to create chemistry with really nice people. And there are things that you can do to change that by simply looking at how you are approaching things, how you are communicating and your perspective. So if you want to keep the communication flow going between you pause and evaluate what you are offering. What are you doing? You're the common denominator if this thing keeps happening to you. The essence of flirting, for instance, is expressing your interest in someone without committing yourself too seriously. So in a nutshell, flirting is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be playful. And you almost have to think of going on a date with yourself. Ask yourself, would you want to date you? You know, are you fun? Are you uplifting? Are you waiting for the guy to create that fun for you? If you turn it up, sometimes even the boring, nice people will turn it up when they feel that energy from you. So with me on the line today is a woman who actually took one of my live flirt workshops. Yes, this was before COVID. Gosh, back in those days. I miss those days. Um, But she is continuing to do a lot of the things that I, I taught her in the workshop, and she's learning how to create more chemistry with different men she meets. But something's happening. She's still having trouble. So she, you know, wanted to come on for some live coaching and get to the bottom of why it's been so hard to find that special guy, even after practicing and getting better at dating and flirting. So welcome, Kay. Are you there? Hello. 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 It's good to talk to you again, even though I can't see you in person. (laughs) I miss those days. Yes, very much. Oh, gosh. Well, I was super excited to have you on. And it it was fun that you have just kind of kept in my community with my free Facebook group, the Love Makeover Insiders, and love that you volunteered to come on. Because I think this issue, and I want you to share, is so common with a lot of people. So maybe just tell a little bit about you, you know, what you do, and what your dating life has been like so far. Sure. I live in Dallas, Texas, and I am a full-time instructor. My dating experience the past couple of years has been mostly through apps, exchanging mm-hmm. exchanging uh, messages, and, and I've had two in-person dates, but no, no relationships in the past two years. Oh, so what's been challenging for you? With the apps and with the last two in-person dates, the challenges have been with keeping up the conversation in a way that I find interesting and also in a way that interests the guy. I, I do find myself getting bored often. Ah, Okay. <laughs> Is this something that's more recent a problem or has this always been kind of challenging like throughout like your school years and like, you know, like did you used to be more social and more, you know, kind of having fun conversation or has it always been a challenge? With the online dating, it's pretty much always been that way. Mm. 
I've I've had good social outings er, earlier in my life, but usually not with a guy where it was technically a date. Mm-hmm. Hanging out with friends, I've had good times. So like you laugh, you have fun, you're not bored when you're with friends? Right. Okay, so what's the difference, do you think, when it comes to men then? I'm more used to, to conversing with ones who I already know from something else. Ah. Then in the past two years, they've all, they've been people who I just met through that. So what is hard about it? Because it sounds like like maybe with new people is where you have more trouble. Is there some fear around meeting new people? There's some concern about making sure that there's no safety issues online. I think it's more just a matter of thinking of what to say. Uh. Some Sometimes feeling a little awkward because I know some of the things I like to say are, are rather obscure, not that popular. Really? Like what? I'm into classic movies. I'm into a lot of vintage stuff. My hobbies tend to be things that aren't typical for somebody my age. Playing, playing bluegrass music, going, going to art museums. Okay, wait a second. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like underwater basket weaving or, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'm waiting for the clincher. Like she's like, oh my God, this is going to be like really weird and obscure. Those, I mean, those K, have been obscure enough. Okay, but K, like vintage stuff and movies and bluegrass and art music like I want to date you like what is there's nothing wrong with that that's like fun interesting stuff so I mean one thing is that it sounds like you're not finding your tribe so to speak I mean that that could be like you know one area but I'm trying to understand like you said something about feeling a little awkward and you you're trying to think about what to say like are you in your head a lot? Yeah, I have been, but that's something I've been working on since since the last time I attended your workshop. Ah, yeah. So I, I am in my head less. Good. That's good. Okay, but you're still, it sounds like there's still some conversations happening in the head. Yeah. <laughs> so what... What are those conversations? Like, what are things that you're thinking about? Like, if I were to open up your head like a movie and I would see like what's going on in there. What would I see? Like, what are you saying to yourself? I, I hope he likes my new dress. Ah, uh-huh. uh, what am I going to order? <laughs> okay. Um, I'm wondering what his hobbies are. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering what makes him laugh. Got it. That, that's what comes to mind. Okay. Can I make an observation? Sure. You're that's okay. I'm exhausted for you, by the way. Like, I'm just trying to think like if I was in your head, I'd be exhausted because you're, you're spending a lot of energy worrying and thinking about other people, other things, rather than just connecting and how you feel. Okay. So in other words, I think there and, and this is a this is a very common thing that I help people with all the time, in that when you're thinking about what to say and how somebody thinks of you, views you, if they like your dress, if they think you're pretty, all of that, you're losing the moment. You're losing the now, right? Like you're losing that emotional connection to have with someone. And it also sounds like 
you're spending a lot of time thinking about facts, like things to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Why could I see yourself smiling right now? I could, I could see a smile coming on. Um, yeah, because here's the thing. It's not what you know that makes a connection. It's how a person feels when they're with you. Can I ask you, do you, do you, um, tend to not really like open up and talk about feelings much? I talk about feelings with my family and friends. What about when you're on dates? Like, do you let men really feel you? First date, not likely. I feel like there's this energy from you that you kind of have your guard up a little bit. Yeah, that, that may be true. What's that about? Uh, some of it's habit. Have you been hurt before? Is that part of it or I don't have much relationship baggage but I have a I have a habit of preferring to to talk with people who I already know something about if if the first impression with a stranger doesn't make me laugh mm -hmm. or or make me immediately interested I tend to wait and observe this that that's also a common thing is that you it, it sounds like you're so used to waiting and being more reactive to people rather than proactive. It's like what I said in the beginning of the podcast with that woman, you know, it's like you're waiting for that energy. You're waiting to see if you can trust. Like there's this something about trust that I'm picking up from you. Like, is that a theme with you? Like you wait to trust people? I've got the experience with the folks who I wait to trust. And then I have the other people who I just click with immediately and continue to like them for years. I'm just wondering if that's really affecting like your, your dating. Because obviously there's something happening where things aren't progressing, right? And usually when I hear that, there, there is usually like kind of this guard that goes up that doesn't allow for the progression to occur because I have a feeling and I met you and you're this like wonderful, gorgeous woman. And now that I like know who you are, but I think with your body language and your messaging and the way you come across, it's, it's almost this notion of, well, what, what do you got for me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you'll be warm and then you'll open up and then we'll see kind of that side of you. But by doing that, you might also be confusing guys, mm -hmm. right? They might get intimidated. They might think that you're not interested. They might not feel you. Like, do you ever get feedback like, oh, well, I, I just didn't really like know how you felt or, or they can't read you? No, I've never really had that feedback. What have you ever gotten feedback before? Oh, yeah. I'm saying I, I didn't get the feedback. Oh, oh, feedback, period. Like you've never yeah. gone. If you, ah, right. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I mean, I wonder, right? Like, or maybe just like friends who know you or, or that kind of thing. That would be an interesting thing to think about. I'm coaching this woman right now and I have, um, I had her give three guys these first impression assessment sheets and it was really fascinating. It was just different like guys in her life, right? And um, they all had the same feedback and she had no clue that she was giving off this vibe. They all mm -hmm. said that she was really hard to read, that once they got to know her, they, they really liked her. But in the beginning, they all said that they didn't think that 
she liked them. And so I'm just wondering, like in ways of like, again, how you're coming across in that first impression is also kind of warding off some guys or not allowing for the progression to occur. Well, hearing her story makes me think I could have been giving that impression because I didn't know if I liked them or not. Right. And if you don't know if you like them or not, you might not be giving those signals off. So how are they supposed to know whether they like you or not? (laughs) Right? Like, it's kind of like, like attracts like, and, and that kind of thing. And I also, you know, you're very serious. Do you know that? Yes, I know that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you're, you've been serious on this call and just as i known you, but I know there's this, like, lighter side to you because I got to know you that night. How, like, readily able are you to show this fun side of you, to be more playful, to laugh, to joke around? Or are you, like, serious on dates, too? I arrange my dates at particular places where I know it'll be easier for me to loosen up. If there's live music or karaoke. Okay, that's good. Or or at a dance mm-hmm. club. Mm-hmm. But then how much talking is there? Good talking so far. Okay, okay. I always warn people, be careful of noisy places because sometimes you can't get like a good chat in, you know, right. for those things. Yeah, but that's good. I'm glad because what's what's nice is that you'll be more in your body in those kind of places and kind of relax so that you can get in, in that energy, so to speak. But I definitely think that there's also that that piece. Also, even when you're online, like when you're doing chats online, this, like the serious tone that you're taking, do you sometimes get bored with like the exchanges? Is it more like Q&A kind of thing online or how are the chats? I try to do more of the story, story uh-huh. exchange format. Good. But yeah, the, the guys usually give me Q&A. And then what do you do when they start asking you questions? I answer the question and add a little personal story to it. Good. And I ask them for one. Good girl. <laughs> I see you've been doing some homework. I like it. I like it. That's good. Um, I think, I think the other, you know, the playfulness along with more the emotional side would be kind of the key to your kingdom, so to speak. I, I just get this sense is that they just can't feel you as much because you're still like waiting to see if you like them. They were both blind dates. What do you, what do you want? Like, what are you looking for? What, what's your dream? Uh, a man who's intelligent, has a plan for his life and kind, who makes me laugh sometimes. I like it. What about what you want right now? What, 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 what are some like of your short-term goals with dating? Uh, laughing, laughter. That's a good, that's one of my short-term goals too. Uh-huh. Uh, if a guy just got me laughing for an evening I'd consider that a win that that is a good goal to start with and I'm just wondering instead of you know like relying so much on the guy giving you laughter what would it be like to put the laughter in your own hands and see how things kind of play off of each other rather than waiting to see Okay, this episode is really getting good, but I need to interrupt because I just thought of something. I want you to know there's plenty more where this came from in the show notes, but I have linked 
my free five-day challenge. It's called the Flirt Accelerator to the show notes. And this is normally a longer challenge, so I wanted to clarify. And I usually charge for this, but I have condensed it into the most actionable tips that are going to help you ramp up your sex appeal and feminine flair so that you can finally master the art of flirting without feeling awkward or looking desperate in an accelerated format. The Flirt Accelerator starts September 28th, so don't miss it. Sign up now while you're thinking of it. And remember, it's completely free, and I'll be using my decade of experience to coach you and help you feel more confident, shed that shyness that you might have, and be a magnet for your ideal partner. So don't miss out. Check those show notes and sign up for the challenge today. Now, back to the show, and I can't wait to see you inside the challenge. Again, I think also just being more proactive versus reactive in the way that you're approaching things and dating would really help you. So it's almost like going into a date or going in an interaction and thinking right away that it's going to be funny. It's going to be fun. And even if he doesn't make you laugh, you're going to make yourself laugh. Like what if you went in every single time saying, I'm just going to have a good old time and I'm going to make myself laugh. And then not worry about whether or not he is. If he does, then that's a bonus, right? But it's more about that having that open mindset to, to almost create that for yourself. I, I think I got close to that with the last blind date. Yeah? What it, happened? It was the first day of spring break. And I, I went in determined to, to enjoy that evening because I knew we'd probably be quarantined for months after that. And I, I ordered uh, a nice meal, glass of wine, mm-hmm. uh, put on a special dress. And you know, there I did tell some, some stories and Good. just relax and have fun. So what happened? Uh, he, he was not having fun. Oh. He, he just sat there while I was having fun. Okay. <laughs> okay. But you at least had fun with yourself. Yeah. And then I went out to the dance club and had fun with somebody else. There you go. I like that's, that's good. I think to maintain that, cause it sounds like you're getting closer to that. That attitude is really, really important. I think another thing in order for you to get out of your head, you know, I have, I, when I work with people, I teach them the social engagement formula that goes from moving out of factual talks more into like personal heartfelt talks. I know you keep thinking that your interests are awkward, but I still maintain they're not. (laughs) Like, I think all the stuff that you're interested in is super cool. But instead of it being in your head, thinking about what you could say around those facts, the way that you're talking about stories is spot on. Like it's, it's more about coming from experiences that you've had and sharing those experiences with your date. So in other words, instead of talking about which movies you like and making a list of what you like and what you don't like, I'm not saying you do. I'm just giving an example, right? Uh, yeah, but that, no, that's what we did on that last one. Oh, which, okay. <laughs> which was one reason why he didn't like me. Ah, okay. So here, here's the thing, Kane. This is crucial. Like, I think this is going to be a game changer for you. And again, like this takes practice over time, but I have an exercise for you around this. So 
instead of going back and forth and listing the movies, which is more factual based conversations, I want you to talk about an experience you had when watching that movie. So for instance, maybe you love these old movies because it reminds you of when you were young, growing up with your family on every Sunday afternoon, you would go to a different movie and learn. And so when you watch these older movies, it reminds you of your family and that's why you really enjoy it. Do you hear the difference between that? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Because, you know, now I'm giving context to how I feel about a movie and what it brings to me. It's the context versus what the titles of the movies are. Those are the conversations that fall short. And actually, it, it makes the conversation hard to progress in. And so I think, you know, just to help you practice that, even like you can do it in a video, you can do it in a mirror, you can even do it on your phone. I would practice picking out one of these subjects, like let's say it's the art, you know, going to an art museum. Tell stories around when you went to art museums and practice that. And then when you go on dates or when you have conversations online, Try those conversations and see if it makes a difference in the way you connect with that person. Okay. You know, I'll and try that. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing that's fun about, you know, just, and I tell people all the time telling someone, oh, you know, just be more emotional on dates, that's not very helpful because you don't really understand <laughs> what that means. But by just focusing on something like this, easy exercise, but it takes practice, that is a game changer. And, you know, I also think what this would really help you with Kay is that I, I get this feeling that you think you're awkward and boring. So therefore like some of the stuff that you're interested in, like maybe that's why you get in your head about it. But the truth is, is that you're interested in a lot of amazing things and even doing things that are around your hobbies, you'll find more like-minded people. Like I know it's challenging in the COVID world, but for instance, you know, going to listen to bluegrass music or going to art museums and talking to people or even online, if there's some meetup groups that have those interests, already you will have people who are aligned with you. And then your conversation is not about the art, but about the experiences around it and how you're joined in that. And that's a totally different feel than more of that fact base or, oh, are they going to find it me interesting or they like my dress kind of thing. And I think, you know, to just start small and, and start practicing those things, I really think as you let your guard down and just not worry so much whether or not you can trust or like that guy, but treat everybody like they're going to be attracted to you because you have you and you love you and just like flirt and have fun with everyone kind of thing. I think you'll open a lot of doors too. Okay. See, even now you're very serious. <laughs> you're like, I'm okay. just paying attention. <laughs> but see, that's what I mean. Kay. Like, I don't know that. I don't know that. And so the more you get used to even talking more about what you're thinking, then, then other people can too. So saying, 
Kim, I will do that. And that sounds like a lot of fun. Like, tell me the feeling behind what I'm saying. Now I feel you more. But just by saying, okay, I don't know how you feel. Mm -hmm. So I'll ask you again. Let's just do a little role play as we end this. How did you just feel right now as we were talking about this stuff? I feel like it'll be fun to meet like-minded people and to express what interests me and to learn more about what interests them too. Okay, so that's a description of what it what what will be fun, but I I would love to hear the word I feel X. How do you like name the feeling you're having right now? See, it's hard for you. This is what I'm saying. (laughs) I feel slightly intimidated about finding those people. Okay. But excited at the prospect. Yes. Bingo. Oh my gosh. Okay. So much better. And I think you listening, wasn't that so much better? Like now I get it. It was fine what you said before, but I didn't feel how you felt about what you were saying. So this is what, this is the journey. The more you practice this, I feel, I feel, and then back it up with a story. I think you'll be on your way. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. And? <laughs> still still feeling slightly intimidated, but That's ready okay. to try it. <laughs> okay. Perfect. No, and I like that you were honest because it can be intimidating, especially when um, you haven't done something. And all I can say around that is, and, and for you listening to Practice, practice, practice. You know, the more you do something, the more confident you'll be. The reason why things feel intimidating to us or we feel insecure is because it's something that's unknown. We haven't tried it before. We feel exposed. We feel vulnerable. But the more that we, like, really in repetition do things over and over again, it will start to become you. It'll start to become your language, and the easier it'll be. So, Kay, thank you so much for coming on today. It was a pleasure to have you. And I'll wait to see in the group all your progress. Will you post about it? Yes, I will. Okay, awesome. So thanks for joining me again today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, as always, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you know you're not progressing on dates or in conversations like, hey, I'm offering something special that might help you, sign up for a free Flirt Booster session. And that is where we'll kind of diagnose specific flirt challenges you might be having or just having in your dating life in general. And I will shed some light around you can skip those shallow small talk and have deeper connections overall. And when you do this, you will feel better. You will feel lighter and more connected. You can do this by following the link in the show description and sign up for that free call and I will help you get there and stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day. 